What is up, everyone? Welcome to the place where you can find the latest NFT trends and the best NFT content for entrepreneurs. This is Above the JPEG with your favorite new friend, Kango Lin. This week, we hopped on a call with Mike Burson from Chainstarters. Chainstarters makes all this great pre-made Web3 modules for Web2 developers. So I am very excited to talk to him today about the particular market that he is working in. Hey Mike, I know, I know you personally. I know that we, we've ha- we have been talking for a while now, and I'm very impressed with Chainstarter and a lot of things that you do. And I understand that this is a very early space, so a lot of entrepreneurs who are our audience might not have heard of Chainstarter before. So I want to I want to have you to introduce yourself as well as Chainstarter a, li- a little bit before we start getting into the nitty gritty details of of what we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm the founder and CEO of Chainstarters and we help businesses add Web3 to their business without hiring any new developers. So think of us as the WordPress for Web3. We wanna onboard the next billion people that are looking to use Web3 in business applications and we're making it simple for everyone to do so. Okay, hundred percent, man. I love that, um, and I know, and I know that that you guys recently got into TechStar, right? Yeah, so we're wrapping up TechStars in, I guess, three weeks. It's it goes so fast. It's this twelve week program, oh, but wow. it all it's it's a whirlwind. So we I head back to Boulder in about two weeks, and and then we have this demo day, and it's been great just being a part of that TechStars community and helping to find that right product market fit in this new and disruptive industry. I actually have a lot of questions later regarding to how within Techstars ecosystem, how they see um, this trend, how they see Web3 and how, where they're investing and everything. But, you know, first of all, I think I want to dig into where I see a lot of, uh, where I see a lot of uh, common thoughts that we had on, on NFT and Web3 infrastructures, really. I think first we need to define why we're working on such an exciting space, right? We're both in the infrastructure business. Um, I kind of want to hear your opinion on how big NFT and Web3 is going to be or where you see a lot of opportunities at. Yeah, well, I actually uh, see, see opportunities in a number of different industries. And I think that we we were just really scratching the surface. I think that the days of the JPEG, fuck the JPEG, because we're, we're, we're moving beyond that. We're now, the NFTs have utility and purpose. And I like to say that when you, the future of social, of social is not going and looking at someone's profile, it's going and looking what's in their wallet because their NFTs will represent who you truly are. What communities are you engaging with? And that's, that's meaningful. So what, what industries are, are trying to engage with customers in new and exciting ways? And, and we have to think about email marketing when, when all, like we could look at past trends and when the internet came out, the it's, it's marketers that are gonna push, push this. So where are their marketers that are looking for new ways to, to engage with their customers. You have 
the, the sporting industry. And we're working on a number of, of applications in the sporting industry. So what, what can we do in the sporting industry? Well, we can incentivize and reward the, the fans and we could drive them to come back from, from the couple of years of, of COVID. I don't know about you, I'm ready to get out into the world and brands are ready to have, and, and these companies wanna have you back in the physical and you could incentivize people with NFTs. When we're at the, if we were at the Super Bowl together and we each had uh, an NFT that came with that, now we have digital proof that we were at the Super Bowl together and that we were at that amazing uh, at that amazing experience because isn't that what life is just tiny infinite number of experiences and we're trying to capture them and nfts are a great way of, of doing that and engaging with that yeah 100 i think that's a lot of uh, you know ticketing is, is definitely a huge um use case that a lot of people are exploring right now um you know i know chain starter is is helping a lot of web 2 developers to be able to develop Web3 features, right? Where do you see, where do you see a lot of um, opportunity that that is going to be provided for a lot of Web2 developers to get into the Web3 space? Well, if it's up to me, Web2 developers won't need to know anything about Web3. That's that's the point. There's no new skills to be learned here, my friends. It's just another layer in the tech stack. And if you abstract it and make it easy, then anyone could start leveraging this. And do you really want to put that pressure on developers to write these contracts that need to be full, you know, audited and perfect? I, I know that we've had a couple of audits recently and, and things are looking great, which is always always good to hear, but you don't want to have everything you do be, be audited. It's time consuming. You could streamline this. Like once we have, we have a marketplace template that, mm -hmm. that, contract will be good for all marketplace templates with with the same use case and so now a user doesn't need to go and even know web3 your boss the, the the owner of the company will be the one that just is managing all of that and you as a developer gets to focus on building which is really what you want to do 100 i agree man i think i think that is you know a huge problem right now is that auditing contracts you know, I don't wait. So do chain starter, I have a question. Do chain starters provide any contract in the DeFi space? So we have a couple of projects that have deployed DeFi projects on our platform. So what we do is we are configured with, with a number of blockchains and have, have, we deploy a couple hundred resources for you. And one of those is the blockchain and, and the front end and the back end and authentication and whatnot. And from there, you could build a DeFi project. There's one that launched okay. yesterday on our platform. I see. Because I know there's a uh, there's a huge pain when it comes to DeFi smart contracts. You know, people spend a lot of money auditing them. You know, I think that's just not very economically efficient and affordable for a lot of uh, smaller developers and a lot of smaller companies. Um, and, and that's where I see a lot of uh, frictions come from in terms of developing web3 um, applications right and and i also see a lot of friction when it comes to user experience in terms of web3 what do you what is your opinion on that do you think well, they're going to be soft later on or well we're already seeing that 
that user experience is being solved. We've partnered up with Magic Link, which uh, allows all of our projects to have wallets without needing that private key. So we provide that option MetaMask or Magic Link, and you have, have both of those. In Magic Link, you have email, SMS, and social logins, the user experience that everyone's used to. No writing down codes. I was thinking, I was thinking the other day, if, if my ex-girlfriend ever heard this, she would go find it, she could go find a private key. There's a private key uh, of one of my ledger nanos in, in her freezer. And I would like that because I don't know how to access this thing. The point is, is that's a bad user experience. And the, that, that time is, uh, you know, is coming to an end. People, for mainstream adoption, that can't be the way. And this is that bridging the web two to web three that both of us fit into. We're not sitting here saying everything should be decentralized. I don't know, I don't know how much should be decentralized, but I think that a lot of it is fine being centralized, but blockchain is a great layer for what it is, for that, that part being out into the open and transparent. Yeah, and that's one thing I really wanna to, want to talk about here is that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, a lot of audience who are entrepreneurs probably are probably thinking about the same thing, which is that how much of this future is gonna be decentralized? What makes sense to decentralize, right? I think that is a very interesting problem to explore. I personally hold the belief that not everything is going to be decentralized, um, but I couldn't, I couldn't say for sure that what is going to be decentralized, what is not, right? I do, I, I would say that a lot of things when it comes to decentralizing through v NFTs, I think a lot of things such as record keeping is going to make a lot of sense, right? Record keeping when it comes to medical record keeping, accounting record keeping, um, or even like house titles and all these things is going to make a lot of sense. Where do you see this decentralized decentralization fits in and what doesn't make sense to decentralize? Those, those examples you just gave made me think of transparency. That's what it, it, it has nothing to do with decentralized or centralized. We don't need a centralized party for those things if it's transparent. And that's what the blockchain represents is that transparency if you choose to use it. So I think some really good, useful things that are going to be decentralized are, oh, have you heard of a DAC? So a DAC is a, is a new concept. I, my, I know Pavel from, from Meetees uh, and I have had multiple conversations about DAC. So, Think about it and you know you have your DAO, which is for an organization where there's no structure. And this is where I think that there's problems with DAOs because just like you and I are entrepreneurs, we have teams and we have mm -hmm. rules and roles and responsibilities. Think about a DAO with that. And now you have a DAC, a decentralized autonomous company, a, now a company with structure. So th some of the things that go on in a company that the mundane stuff that can be automated now will be automated. Hey, that's interesting. So this is a new thing. This, this DAC thing is a new thing. DEC, decentralized company. Decentralized DAC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Decentralized autonomous company. Yeah. Dude, that's the first time you're hearing this. No, this is my first time hearing this. Like, how come? Yeah. Wait, dude, when did you hear about this? I feel oh, so behind, so lack behind. Uh, like six, when did I meet 
six or seven months ago, I, re I remember uh, talking about this and it, and it makes sense. There's so many things that you and I don't need our hands on as, as CEOs of companies that the there's, there's rules, smart contracts that now can dictate how things happen. Movement of funds, maybe it's payroll, maybe it's HR, uh, logistics, things that we could streamline. So people are doing the things that are valuable to them and that can't be automated because we're not computers. That's right. That's right. I agree. And and to create this this deck is what what is this process in, in creating that? Because do people need to code it? Do do we need programmers to you know code this automation or or are you seeing some other companies gonna come up and kind of give a standard template or a customizable standard template that uh, everybody can play around with? Well, I think in time, we're gonna be the place where you have those standardized templates, but nobody's heard of a DAC before. It's, we're, we're at ground zero right now. And anyone that's listening to this, it's also, we're, we're at the very beginning. Like this, we didn't miss anything, it's just starting. And I think that the next five years is going to be this, this transition to more and more NFTs and DACs and, and real implementation of blockchain in mainstream usage. I agree. I think, I don't know about you, but you know, I, I picked the NFT very particularly because I think, I think the mainstream implementation of blockchain is, is to go, it's going to be pushed by NFTs. It's going to be pushed a lot by the NFTs. I think NFT is, is a better way of uh, enabling ownership, right? I want, I want to hear your opinion on this, but when I thought about going to this infrastructure thing, I thought about a potential of, of having NFTs in the future. I'm not thinking about just the NFT use case for myself, but I was thinking about how many people, how many business and entrepreneurs can use NFTs and create stuff. So the stuff they are going to create in the, in the, in the next phase of the internet, I like, to call, I like to call them NFT and ownership enabled economy, digital economy. You know how in the real world, I talked to a lot of people about this, actually. In the real world, we have, we enforce ownership. You know, we, there's loss, there's, there's receipts and everything. But in the digital world, it's actually a wild, wild west for the past two decades and, and, and longer. There's no rules, no ownership. Nobody trusts anybody really online. If you think about it in the digital world, there is not, there's not much trust there. I am not going to trust you, not going to screenshot my art online if because no one else enforced the rules. And all of a sudden, now we bring this ownership to the digital world, which, which enables an economy that is user-dominant, user-generated, right? So that's where I see a lot of entrepreneurs who are going to create any platforms that consists of this element of so, the social element of having user interact with each other is going to really benefit from because they have the potential of having their users to create a whole new economy for this company right so i want to kind of just get your opinion on that uh, what do you see what do you see do you agree with me do you disagree or is there any different different view on that 
No, that I, I agree with you on that, that this, this idea NFTs is essentially becomes, allows the, their, the company's users, customers to be an extension of their brand like never before. Before you used to market like, hey, I'm a company and I'm marketing to you and I'm hitting you as an outside person. Well, now these people that you thought you were marketing to, they are actually stakeholders because they own this NFT. They are almost owners of your business. And so they are incentivized to promote your business, to buy from your business, to share your business, to do whatever your business is trying to have you do, uh, you do because you have a sense of ownership. And when yeah. you own something, you treat it differently than if you're just a user of it. 100%. And, 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 and I'm not just talking, and Mike here, I'm not just talking about, you know, having a, a digital ownership, NFT representing the company. I'm also talking about just companies yeah. that are creating, like allowing people to own stuff inside their economy, kind of like GTA 5. Let's talk, let's think about GTA 5, right? Like Grand Theft Auto. I love GTA 5. I love doing heists in there, right? Imagine if I can like actually own a car, like I can actually own it and, 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 and I can take it outside of this platform. Like I can sell it to people. This is unique. This is just me. I can decorate this car however I want. I can configure it. Maybe car is not the necessarily the best. Best. But I like that. I, I like where I like where you're going because you have ownership. See, once again, you're the user of the of the, of the correct of the product. But yeah. you're the own. You take a sense of ownership of that product, and now you get to monetize that. So the business extends. If a business was just in this area, it's That's like right. business users and then business. It just a, your ecosystem explodes if done right. Exactly. And this is this is where I see a lot of opportunities that for, for fellow entrepreneurs is that like if you see it here, we're talking about the same thing, right? We're talking about users literally creating economies inside of your platform and creating value for your company. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just I think there's a lot of lot of uh, um, opportunities there. So you we definitely see a potential with gaming. What else? What else do you see? Like what else? What other type of platform would you see um, this type of uh, this type of model that it, that is going to adopt to where the users is going to generate for uh, users is going to generate more uh, economy, more money for the yeah. company? Here's a here's a great example. Imagine you're a luxury, a, a high end luxury brand. Right now, your product gets your product gets sold, and it's a one time purchase. And you have a bootleg, a third mar a third market, you know, a black market of your of your stuff being made. And then the people that do own it will will resell your inventory, and you're not involved in any of that. And there's this whole thing that goes on. Well, imagine if every every high end piece of uh, whatever it is uh, purse had an NFT, so that then when now they could create a certified pre-owned market. So now they're going to create a new product, just like there's that certified pre-owned Lexus dealership. Now you have a certified pre-owned Louis Vuitton market where now Louis Vuitton is making two and a half percent on all the transactions. So now I, I, me as a buyer knows that I'm buying something that was actually official Louis Vuitton. And the, the seller is like, I don't, nothing sketchy is going on. It's it just like, uh, What's that thing that tracks uh, your car's uh, history? Um, your VIN, your VIN, 
I can't think that of number? it right now. No, I can't I, think of it. it. It doesn't matter. But like you're, we're just able to track all the, the whole ownership of that purse, and the company is earning along the way. They they're able to market to that person. They're getting information on them, and they're keeping them in their ecosystem because people are loyal to their to certain brands, especially if they're they're treated with the respect and ownership that a customer really deserves because without our customers, we're nothing. So we have to understand customer first customer, And this is like, we, we build our products, not for what we think. And I've made this mistake before you build it for what your for your customer and let them drive. And th this is what NFTs really enables. And dude, it's so interesting. Honestly, Mike, I was actually just talking to, um, uh, the, the CEO of the founder of Boss Level, which is not alcoholic whiskey, a CPG brand out, out of Austin. Um, they are doing NFTs, pegging NFTs to their non alcoholic whiskey. And how they're doing it is that they allow people to uh, allow people to buy the NFTs, purchase the NFTs, and, and they can, you know, let the NFT goes around in a secondary market and whoever owns the NFT gets to decide if they want to redeem it into the real alcohol. So the end goal, what they're assuming is that they're going to have, they're going to have internet users when the infrastructure is ready, they're going to have internet users sending stuff like me and you here in San Francisco and you're in um, Oregon, Portland. Portland. So you're in, you're, you're or Portland, Oregon, I can just send you a, a, a pizza, a non-alcoholic whiskey. I say, hey, thank you so much for jumping on the show, man. Um, let me get you a bottle of whiskey and I can just send you an NFT and you can go ahead and redeem it later on. And we're talking about a, a, a economy. All of a sudden, I can buy food for other people or any other physical product far away. And it's, 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 it's done in a manner, not as like I'm purchasing it for you, but more like, hey, I'm literally giving you right now, like as if in real life. That's where they wanted to go I, um, as the end. Sorry, go ahead. No, I really I really like that because uh, I have my COO on every contract. I have her do all the contract work and deal with finance with customers because I don't like that. I don't like things being transactional because it's all about the relationship. And so like, by exchanging money and value in the traditional way, it feels it's, feels very transactional. But if if all of a sudden we were transacting, uh, here's pizza, here's 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 your whatever it may be. I uh, there's an NFT project that's going to be launched on our platform that's selling garlic rows of garlic. This is the kind of stuff we're talking about. You could exchange that, sell that, redeem it for real garlic. The 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 use cases are endless and we what, what we what you and I both need is for the people that want to get into the space to come talk to us because Correct. we because you know your business you know the what you your what you're expert what you're a genius at but we have the infrastructures to help support you on that journey and could help you take that step but you have to take that step and if you don't you're going to miss out like like those companies that didn't that didn't evolve 20 years ago. 100%. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, we're, we're approaching the end of this, uh, this chat here, but uh, I really want to touch upon 
the two type of entrepreneurs right now who are listening to this. There's one who is planning on building a Web3 native company. And then there's two, there's second uh, entrepreneurs who are currently building a, uh, currently who are having their business, but it's a Web2 business, adding on, planning on adding on, or just thinking about adding on a Web3 feature into it. Um, I think this is a quite interesting topic to touch on. Who are most of the client that, that you guys have and and where do you see these two group of entrepreneurs fits into um, the, the ecosystem? Do they, should they take immediate action right now or, you know, should they wait? Those Web3 companies are interesting. I, I think that the Web2 companies that understand that you need to have a business and that there's some, it's not just smoke and mirrors and you need, need, some, need to be grounded here on earth yeah. and then leverage the Web3 efficiently are where I'm trying to hang out because that's going to be the ones that build scalable long-term, uh, uh, you know, large companies that make lasting impacts. There's a lot of ambitious web three projects out there, but I could tell you from the developers that have used my platform before those ambitious web three developers aren't building things that are getting out into the real world. You know, the true value, the product market fit. It's all, about, and that's what I, I'm realizing. It's all about that product market fit and finding like my perfect customer, my, th there may be a world where that web three developer is, is going to thrive on its own, but they have to understand, we have to bring along everyone else. And there's the weight of the world literally. And we're so early that we can't be so extreme, but I think that it takes that extreme to bring us back to the middle ground, which is quite all right. And that's where you and I are hanging out. I agree. Totally agree, man. I think, you know, a lot of Web3 native projects are are kind of just implementing the technology without really getting that value, figuring out what the people really need and deliver that need with this very amazing technology. So what, what I see a lot of times is that a lot of Web2 companies are just doing an amazing job at delivering what they what their user wants or what their user needs. And now they can do better and, and, and be more transparent and provide that ownership through NFTs. It's just a new feature, new set of extra benefit that they can add on to the existing platforms that are already working for their users. With that being said, I still think there are certain things could be better with uh, Web3 native projects. You know, that could, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, Mike, but I, you know, I talked to a lot of medical companies, companies in the medical space. And it seems like most of them are really close-minded. They always think that, oh, I don't need to provide that transparency. Why? Because I will be the Facebook of medical space. And I believe I will have all the partners in the world and have all the medical record and rule it all and unify the medical space. You know, so there, I think a lot of old school thinking in those industry, and it, it might be good if we have a Web3 native medical record companies coming out and basically decentralize everybody's record. So I think it's just, it's really industry specific, man. But most of the time, I, I like that. You know, I think it's I like really that. true. A lot of Web3 people, uh, Web3 projects, they're kind of phony, right? And Web2, um, you know, I think it's got to get that middle ground. In some industry, they're just way too behind. Uh, they're, they're way too conservative 
that's kind of my personal view. I don't know if you, if you all observe that as well in, in the client base that you have. Oh yeah, 100%. And we can't try to sell someone that's not looking for the, the pair of shoes we're selling today. You let them take their journey. And the people that are wanting to innovate and be ahead of the pack and create lasting change are gonna jump on board now or they're gonna start educating themselves right now on how this will be impactful to their business. And, and it starts with just educating yourself. 100%. Which I guess if you're here, if you're here listening to this, you've already taken that step. 100%. And, and Mike, let's, let's put it on an ending note here. I really want to hear what is your advice to all the audience right now who are entrepreneurs? Um, what, what, do you, what do you think is the next step they should take? What do you think is uh, something that would really benefit them right now? A call to action, something that they can, they can do right now to help their business or help their journey? Talk to your customers. Make sure you're, you're talking to your customers and getting that product market fit, the, the, the right solution for your customers. If, we don't, if you don't deliver that, you're going to go in circles. And I've done that. I've experienced that firsthand. I, I, don't, I don't have the answer, but my customer does. And I've, I keep on building to what my customer needs. And it's not what I initially thought I was going to build. But it's better because I've listened to them. So that's right. Even um, when it comes to web three component, yeah, just open your mind. Be open to endless possibilities, and and it's it's a grind. So uh, also, you have there's communities out there. To, uh, you know, like I'm in and in TechStars now. I'm feeling supported as an entrepreneur. If it's not TechStars or another accelerator. You're, uh, you know, I know you're involved in, in, a, in a number of a number of uh, organizations. It's finding like-minded people to help you bring bring your vision to life. Hundred percent. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for your time and jumping on the show.